Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Left side caught. Touchdown! Yes! 10, 5, touchdown! It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. Every Monday, Touchdown at 10. We're going to start it off with our trip around the league with our man Jay Gruden, just like we did last year. It was immensely good football talk, and we're looking forward to do it again. This season, Jay, Pete, and Chris here. Appreciate a few minutes this morning, and Happy New Year. Football is back, my friend. Hey, glad to be back here, man. Good win yesterday. Absolutely. Jay, it's great to hear your voice, especially on a Victory Monday. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Good. Jay, let's get right into it. Look, there were moments yesterday where everything that's ever been said, evaluated about Carson Wentz, all came to fruition yesterday. But the one thing, Jay, last year – in that against that same very team, when adversity struck, there were no answers. Yesterday, fortunately for the commanders and that coaching staff, there were answers. A sign of progress for Carson Wentz overcoming that adversity yesterday with a couple of money throws. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's big time. You know, you come out and uh, all eyes are on you to really take this team to the next level, and you make a couple horrific mistakes, but you recover and you bring your team back and get a big victory and. Uh, that's what great quarterbacks do. They're going to make some mistakes from time to time, but the great ones will find a way to get it done at the end, and Carson did that. No doubt about it. Uh, Jay, like the Terry McLaurin touchdown from 49 yards out after he hits Logan Thomas on a big third and eight plus 27 against the Blitz when things were spiraling out of control, that, that's exactly the reason why you go get a guy with a hose like Carson Wentz, right? Because like you said, not everything's going to be pretty, and, and it sure wasn't. But those type of throws, only certain guys can make. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's the, that's the benefit of having a big, strong quarterback at your disposal. You know, he can stand in the pocket. He can take some hits. He can deliver strikes with his big arm talent and his size. And, uh, you know, that's going to go a long way as the season goes on. they got to protect them a little bit better, but uh, – he has the arm talent to get the ball deep to guys like Terry and obviously Dotson, which was huge because uh, they do have the speed to get down the field. And these big plays will be a major part of their offense moving forward. Jay, you're a guy that's created offense. And I, I thought the use yesterday, even though you're not using it, quote, in a traditional run set, the one thing Bill Walsh used to do with Roger Craig was genius. They'd throw the ball to him out of the backfield. I thought what Scott did, and utilizing Antonio Gibson, uh, even more as a pass catcher, and Samuel certainly in that same vein. While it's not traditional running plays, they're the type of plays that get you running like yardage and allow you to control the clock, stay in bounds, uh, keep drives moving. I thought Scott did a heck of a job being creative yesterday, utilizing those two guys to their skill sets maximum uh, in game number one. Yeah, those two guys are both great space players and the way to get them out in space and try to utilize their athletic ability uh, outside the tackle box is huge. You know, I think they have the ability to run in between the tackles, but the ability for them to get outside, you can see their explosiveness, their elusiveness, uh, which is huge for them moving forward. So those two players are going to be playing a pivotal role in their offense moving forward without a doubt. Uh, and then have the long speed of Terry McLaurin and Jahir Dotson, I think will be a, a great benefit for these guys. 
You know, with, with a guy like Gibson, Jay, uh, when he's had the ball security issues that he's had, uh, bench, then a reprieve, uh, you know, were I guess were you surprised? Not that the way they used him in space. Of course, we knew that was going to be a big part of it. Eight targets, seven catches, 72 yards, a 26-yarder, a 25-yarder. But were you surprised that, you know, in a relatively close game that they – fed him 14 times in terms of a traditional running back role, and several of them were like inside zone runs or, you know, in the neighborhood where he could get in trouble. Were you surprised by that? Would you have would you have done that to try and restore his confidence, or would you have kind of stayed away from him a little bit as a natural running back? Well, if you're a starting running back, you got to have confidence. you got to give him the ball. I mean, that's what running backs do. They carry the ball and uh, until he proves that he can't protect it, which he's had his fumbling issues in the past, but the pass is behind him now. Uh, you got to give him those opportunities. And if he puts the ball on the ground again, his opportunities will run out. But I think the way he was running yesterday, I think he had to continue to feed him. Uh, he was uh, explosive. Uh, he was out in the backfield catching balls. Uh, excellent game for him and a great confidence booster for him, as well as Carson and an entire team. You know, you guys know when you're, when you're putting together offense, you're trying to create mismatches. You're trying to take advantage of matchups. Defensively for them right now, Jay, they got to figure out when they're playing a guy the caliber of an ATN, and they're going to see that. Uh, with different guys uh, the remainder of the schedule. You know, right now, the challenge for Jack Del Rio to me is find a way to devise a defense that can somehow uh, try and keep those matchups from getting exposed. I'm not sure if they have the personnel or philosophy to do it right now, but I would imagine they're going to see a lot more of what Jacksonville did yesterday, trying to isolate ATN on those linebackers. And even a couple of times they had Kirk uh, lined up on, on Jamin Davis as well. Defensively, is there a counter uh, you know, for that right now, trying to stay away from those kind of matchups and getting exposed. Well, they have to mix and match your man and zone calls, you know, and sometimes you play matchup zones and you get stuck with the linebacker on a running back out in space is very talented, like uh, Travis. And so it, it's sometimes it's it's tough, you know, you play man to man, you got to have a linebacker matched up on a running back. Uh, you play zone coverage, you take your spot, drop zones, and they attack you underneath and uh, hit you that way. Doug Peterson has a great knowledge of how to attack defenses, zones, and man. And now he's got some matchup guys that can really create mismatches with uh, Eddie M. ADM, is that how you pronounce his name? ATM. Like an ATM? I can't go to the ATM today. And Kirk. So, you know, you see guys, you know, in the past, you know, just work those matchups on linebackers. And until you get a linebacker and really cover out space, you're going to struggle with those because you can't play zone all the time. And we do play, man, you're stuck with that guy on that player out of the backfield. Uh, Jay Gruden with us, of course, former Redskins head coach for five-plus seasons, former Jaguar offensive coordinator, now a coaching consultant with Sean McVay and the world champion L.A. Rams. We'll spin around the league in just a little bit, but first, Commanders, Jaguars uh, talk. Um, Jay, I know you and I have had this conversation. I can't remember if we've had it on the air, off the air, whatever, about Deron Payne and being a better pass rusher than he's given credit for. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that's your stance or was your stance when you guys drafted him because you were the head coach here when you drafted him yesterday and I agree with you by the way if that's still your stance yesterday he was an absolute beast on third down and this team has sucked on third down defense uh, last year all last year as we know and they were awesome on third down defense and a lot of it came from Payne he had a couple of pass knockdowns Uh, he created uh, or he had the sack and then he also had the big pressure on the first third down in the red zone how about Payne as a pass rusher yesterday yeah, I think he's uh, underrated. I really do. He's a load. When he gets moving vertically towards the quarterback, it's hard to contain him because he's so strong. He's play low to the ground. And then he can also create separation and movement with twists and stunts. If he's the first guy, people he, he gets the penetration needed initially, and then you can loop around him and do some stunts uh, effectively. So I think Duran, you know, as long as he can stay on the field, stay in shape, you know, if he's not getting too tired, if he still has the energy boost, he's a dynamic pass rusher. Maybe not dynamic, but he's a solid pass rusher. They get interior pressure, which is critical on those third downs and make the quarterback uncomfortable in the pocket, make a move, you know, let your speed guys like Sweat and the other guys get after him. Jay, I know it's a cliche, but how much do teams improve from week one uh, to week two? And not only the players, but – coaches as well in terms of what they feel they can call and do with their teams going into week two? Yeah, I think week one is still a feeling out period for a lot of coaches, especially offensively, because you're getting to know your people. You know, you got a new quarterback, you might have a new back, you might have a new offensive lineman, new tight end. Uh, You're just trying to figure out 
what your best matchups are and how you can attack defense most effectively moving forward. And I think uh, Washington now has a better idea what they have with Carson. They're going to continue to grow. It's not going to be perfect early on, but they're going to continue to grow and utilize Gibson and, and obviously Samuel and uh, those guys in different ways and obviously still use Terry McLaurin. So they got a lot of weapons at their disposal, but it's still a feeling out period for a lot of coaches at this time, whether they're new coaches or have new players uh, finding the right match and matchups to utilize moving forward. Jay, I asked Logan Thomas about this after the game yesterday. I said, you know, normally like his, um, his presence makes it easier for the receivers uh, because, you know, you have to cover him differently. He's a big body type. He's pretty darn athletic for still a developing tight end, even with all the injuries and stuff last year. But I, I said, do the, the three receivers that this commander's team have, meaning Dotson, Samuel, and Terry, make it easier for him? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I kind of didn't think about it that way. And and a perfect case in point is before the McLaurin touchdown, the play before that was third and eight, again, versus the Blitz, and he gets plus 27. They – like, do you think that the receiving effect has – will make it a lot easier for Logan to kind of find that empty space, especially on third down, is, is basically the question. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, depending on the coverages, you know, you can work inside out or outside in with what the the commanders have right now, which is a great benefit. Not to mention, if you want to play a lot of too high to take away the speed and deep shots, then you got a solid running game to boost. So uh, I think it all works hand in hand. You know, if you can't really threaten the outside, then you can get a lot of single high coverages, makes it tough on anybody. But if you threaten the outside receiver and you have to play some too high, some quarter, some quarter, quarter half, some too deep. Uh, then yes, then your inside presence with your backs on the linebackers and your tight ends uh, working in the zones will be, become very beneficial. And I think uh, teams are going to have a lot of trouble defending Washington moving forward. Let's go around the league, staying in the division first. Jay, I think Brian Dable is a terrific football coach. I think he's, a, a, a like you, I think he's a good offensive mind, showed it in college at Alabama, obviously in his pro uh, pedigree is, is spoken for itself. I, I just saw a a better, more organized New York outfit. Clearly, Barkley being healthy changes everything uh, for that team, and that turns out to be a heck of a win for them, for him in his first game, and establishing that credibility, uh, I think, with his players as well. Just thoughts on Brian Dable and, obviously, uh, them being able to get that week one win on the road at Tennessee. Yeah, I watched part of that. That was a heck of a game. He did a great job. I think Daniel Jones showed huge improvements but it helps like you said with Saquon coming back this is a train now uh and get him back on the tracks and and attacking defenses runs play actions getting the ball in space on the screens uh he is a weapon that uh if you don't have it'll hurt your football team but if he's healthy the Giants will be dangerous because defensively they're getting better and better and offensively Daniel Jones with Saquon back there the ability to turn and hand it off to him and get the ball in short passes intermediate passes and then take some shots down the field because defenses have to respect Saquon uh, he's going to be able to uh, get the ball down the field as well. So, yeah, it's a it's a great, great guy to have on your football team, and Brian did a great job utilizing him. Uh, staying in the NFC East, the Cowboys, uh, Jay. That was uh, that was uh, that was about as bad as you could possibly look, and that was before the Dak Prescott injury. And now he's going to be out six to eight weeks. They say, uh, what a disaster for Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. Yeah, that was uh, not a good first game to put on tape. You know, they are playing a very good football team, a very good defensive football team in Tampa Bay, but nobody could predict uh, the lackluster performance that Dallas put on tape yesterday. And uh, unfortunately, Dak's out for six to eight weeks, and that's going to make their problems even greater. I don't know how they're going to get yards. Uh, The receivers didn't get separation. When they did, they couldn't get the ball to them or they dropped it. Um, The running game was non-existent. You know, uh, Zeke and Pollard were trying to get in there and get some things going, but they couldn't get anything going. So, I don't know where they turn, to be honest with you. I know they got the, the quarterback they've had on the roster for a while. going to be their backup in Cooper. Uh, you're going to have to do some good things. And uh, Kellen Moore is going to have to get quite creative on offense to get some points somehow. Jay, when you talk about Philadelphia, the spotlight was not on them last year. Spotlight's on them this year. Detroit goes down the field yesterday, punches it in, first drive. There's, there's excitement in Detroit. And then Philadelphia said, okay, that'll be enough of that. I, I, I think Philadelphia, each week, it's going to be about maturity. It's going to be about handling the spotlight. And after getting punched in the nose early, they showed us that yesterday. And really, you know, cosmetology from Detroit with a couple of touchdowns late to make it 38-35. But uh, I thought Philadelphia handled themselves well 
and Hertz continues to make the incremental pro- progress that he's going to have to continue to make if they're legitimately Super Bowl contenders on the NFC side. What do you think of how the Eagles handled that uh, additional spotlight now of being one of the favorites in the NFC? I thought they did a great job. You know, adversity early, like you said, and then they got A.J. Brown going, and Jalen made some great plays with his uh, legs on some off-scheduled plays, some key scrambles to get first downs, which kept drives alive, which enabled them to get the ball to A.J. Brown more. You know, I'm sure they'll utilize Devontae Smith a little bit more moving forward and gain well, and, and obviously Miles Sanders the back a little bit better. But, uh, you know, defensively, they gave up a few plays late in the game, which I'm sure they'll talk about in the meetings today. Uh, but they have they have pretty good football team over there, both offensively and defensively, if they can stay healthy. Jay Gruden with us, of course, now a consultant with the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams, former head coach here, and, of course, offensive coordinator in both Cincinnati and Jacksonville in and around his stint here in Washington. And speaking of Cincinnati, Jay, you know, they go to the Super Bowl last year. Everybody's, like, all geeked up, and then Joe Burrow, has one of those first halves that, like, uh, you know, uh, Nate, you know, Nathan Peterman or uh, Peterman, uh, you know, who your brother loved, uh, ha- you know, kind of had one of those uh, in, in one of those debuts, right? I mean, he had four turnovers, but then, you know, but then the Bengals get right back in it, and then it becomes, uh, uh, you know, a game of of which kicker sucks less or more or whatever. How do you explain what you saw in Cincinnati last year? And is that just like one of those things that happens because it's Week One and you don't play a lot in the preseason and every Everybody's kind of feeling out things, even for returning teams. Yeah, it was a little scary for Cincy early, but then they showed why they went to the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those big players stepped up. Joe Burrow made some big throws, and Jamar Chase showed up, and Joe Mixon had some big hits. So uh, they showed their DNA late in the game, got the ball to Jamar for a touchdown, and missed the extra point, you know, or got it blocked. Uh, But – you know, I think there's a lot of credit needs to go to Mike Tomlin. I mean, he had that team ready to go. Uh, Trubisky did a nice job for the most part, you know, keeping the game uh, close. Uh, the defense for Pittsburgh was outstanding mm-hmm. until Watt got hurt. They couldn't block them. Uh, they could not block those guys, and Joe Burrow was under duress. I don't know what quarterback in the history of the league would have done anything with that type of pressure that was in Joe's face all day. So, uh, But they still overcame it, which was the most impressive part. Still had a chance to win multiple times, uh, but – the kicking gods did not allow it, and Pittsburgh got the win. Jay, you've competed against Mike Tomlin for years. What is it about him and that organization? He has not had a losing season as the head coach there, but what is it about them uh, as someone who's competed against them uh, year in and year out uh, from your observation? Well, the one thing there you can always guarantee about Pittsburgh is they're going to play great defense, and they're going to be a tough football team uh, physically. Uh, whenever you play a Pittsburgh Steelers team, when I was in Cincinnati or Washington or wherever I was, you knew – uh, it was going to be a line of scrimmage nightmare where it was going to be physical and they were going to bring it to you. They're going to hit hard. Their safeties were going to hit. Their corners were going to hit. Everybody is going to be physical, and that's what he's brought to that team on a consistent year-to-year basis. There was a stretch there where they weren't playing very well and they weren't quite as tough as they used to, but they got to figure it out again. Losing T.J. Watt will be a huge loss for them, uh, but they'll still play a tough brand of football on defense, which will keep them in games. Uh, one of your former coaching protégés, Kevin O'Connell, made his uh, debut as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings yesterday, and they uh, throttled Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. What did you see out of uh, KOC, and, and how much does it help to have Justin Jefferson, who's awesome? Yeah, yeah, that's a great pickup. You know, I remember sitting in the Jacksonville draft room. We had a chance to get him in our second first-round pick, and we took somebody else, and I was like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, he's a great player, and Kevin's going to use him. You know, you saw what they did with Cooper Cup when he was at L.A., getting the ball him in space and getting uh, him uh, matched up on linebackers and uh, just moving all over the place, high-crossing routes, option routes, choice routes. Uh, Justin Jefferson can do it all. He can take the top off. He can he can do everything. So, He's going to be a nightmare for teams to defend moving forward. Happy for Kevin, Wes Phillips, Chris O'Hare, all those guys out there. Greg Minuski's out there, so good for them. I know you you had a chance to see Buffalo Thursday night, uh, league favorite for the most part by a, a lot of folks. What is it about them, and how much better, Jay, even are they this year than they were last year when they pushed Kansas City to the brink in the AFC? Yeah, I just think, you know, I was so impressed with their defense, their front um, you know, they, they get pressure. Um, they got Von Miller now, and obviously at Oliver and uh, Phillips comes off the bench. He gets some pressure up front. They got two fast linebackers that can cover a lot of ground. They got two great multi-plane safeties that can play in the box and play over the top. They can play cover two. 
Uh, they're well-rounded on defense, and then offensively, they have maybe the most dangerous quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are probably the two most dangerous quarterbacks in the league, and, and uh, Diggs is a great player. They get a decent running game, so you really can't find a weakness with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, they're going to be a tough out for sure. Uh, that being said, the team that you know you're uh, kind of uh, assisting as a consultant, Sean McVay and the World Champion Rams, uh, uh, clearly they did not look good. Let's not pile on, but I mean it is what it is. But I'm curious from your perspective what you see in the future with a guy like Cam Akers, because Jay, you know he was so huge for them down the stretch, uh, and and in the playoffs last year, coming back so quickly from that Achilles, but then Sean kind of buried him the other night. I think he had three carries for no yards and no touches as a receiver and I was like you know not only from a fantasy perspective and I drafted him in the second round dummy me but also just from a hey what's going on here perspective how do you read that situation and what do you do with a good young guy then Sean said hey you know he wasn't hitting the hard you know the whole hard I know you've had to make tough decisions like that how do you kind of handle a situation like that well you know first off I have to let Sean do all the commenting on the Rams you know Mm -hmm. I think uh, Sean will get those guys right without a doubt they just uh Ran into a buzzsaw one game, first game of the year, and uh, weren't quite ready. They have some new parts on the offensive line as well, so they're going to mix. Uh, they're going to go through some growing pains a little bit. Get Matthew healthy, ready to go. Uh, but you know they have a couple backs that are pretty good. Henderson can run, and Cam will run. Um, they'll get them going. There's no doubt about it. Sean will get them right, and uh, I'm sure they'll get back on the winning track this week or next. Jay, as always, appreciate the conversation. We look forward to doing it again uh, next Monday at 10 o'clock. Appreciate the time today. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jay. You got it. Jay Gruden, he'll be with us on Touchdown at 10 every Monday morning to evaluate the Commanders and the NFL. Coming back to your calls, 301-230-0980. It's your show the rest of the way. Line it up now. We see you on the lines. Got a couple of empty spots for you. Not many, but jump in now. 301-230-0980. You can hit us on Twitter at WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst. We're talking to you next right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Some songs are just so good, you just want to let them roll. She's my tomate. She's letting it all hang out like Carson Wentz was yesterday. Ow. He threw deep to Terry. He put it in the end zone. Shimmy down, shimmy down, down to Jahan Dotson for the game-winning touchdown. Uh. Think Carson Wentz was dancing like this? You saw him down the field after he hit Terry. He was 
was getting the, he was getting his groove on. This place is weird on a Monday morning. I, I go out to get a cup of coffee. I get called into the junkie studio. EB wants to rap for a couple of minutes, so we're going back and forth. We're talking about Jack Del Rio being aggressive on third down defense. Good three, four-minute conversation there. Then I come back. I'm like, oh, crap, we're back on. And Doc stops me, and he's like, he's like, what's going on? You robbed me of two minutes of conversation between you and Paulie. That's, you know, great. Okay. And then I come back in, and you're like, I'm having fun with it. I know. Look, just saying this place is crazy on a Monday. Look, winning is hard. Yes. So having fun shows on a Monday morning are hard if they don't win. Absolutely. So you got to have some fun with it. All right. Listen, yesterday, again, I don't want to make too big of a deal. As people have yelled at me on Twitter about, it was the Jaguars, okay? And I understand they left at least 11, if not 14 Dude, you can't win. Wait a minute, though. Stop. Stop right there. I know what you're talking about. You can't win, okay? If you point out the flaws, okay, the people that are just like, oh, it's a win, be happy about the win, kill you. If you talk about the euphoria of a win, the people that want to say, well, oh, it's just Jacksonville, ah, you know? Those people come out of the woodwork. Right. So there are some people that are just not going to be satisfied until Washington is hoisting the Lombardi, and then there will be some that will say, well, you know, they only hoisted the Lombardi because Patrick Mahomes caught gout and didn't play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay? I mean, you can't please everybody. Uh, no, I mean, I winning is hard, for God's sakes. It's It's hard. And they won. Uh, listen, I, I mean, and we're going to point out, we're going to point out why they won and where they got to get better because right. it's all a part of the equation. I think it's more than reasonable to be excited, optimistic, to be like thankful that well, we're going to have an interesting, if not a good season, and also point out some of the negatives and 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 some of the flaws. I think that's fair, and I think that's what we should be doing. Let's go back to the call three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty right here on the team nine eighty. All right, let's get Sanchez in here first this hour. What's up, Corey? Fellas, fellas, fellas. What a a victory Monday. My gosh, my voice is still recovering from um, watching Carson Wentz and the boys go out there. And, dude, that man is gritty. They were bleeping him on the victory speech. This is a different dude. This isn't the all-shucks kid that I remember that was in Philadelphia and we know that people – Jim Irsay probably did a line and started blaming him for the Houston tie. But, hey, he came out there and balled out. And, Rooster, you got to give this fan base a credit too, man. We caused that, we caused that false start on, um, on that last drive. Hey, we, wait, we, wait we, Sanchez, we, how, we how am I not giving them credit? I, I talk I, – I, I, I mean, I, I described yeah, early not, on in the I'm show how, time, how electric bro. the crowd was 45 <laughs> minutes before the game. And throughout the game. I'll give you a hard time. You okay. know, we got to give you a hard time. All right, That's no, all okay. love. I'm not, I'm not Pauly. And, and to Pauly, shut up, Pauly. Lay off, Rooster, please. Lay off, Chris. Lay See, off, I, off, I knew I God. loved you more, Sanchez, than that Pauly character. Ah, Pauly. Oh, no. I know. He, just, he, re, he probably trying to repo your car right now. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Exactly. But, hey, fellas. I, I, and, you know, I thought it was uh, a testament to this fan base, too, because a lot of people left after that second interception. I'm like, you're only down by eight. But just the resiliency of Ron, that offense, Carson Wentz and everything, good things are going to happen. you got to tighten up that defense. We know that. Uh, but I, I was impressed on third down on both sides of the ball, something that we don't really see that much because you got to get your opponent off the field on the money down. You need to stay on the field in my, on the money down. But, hey, we'll talk about it. We'll clean it up this week. And then we got to go to Motor City, guys. And y'all should be playing Motown this Monday, seriously, because we, we got to get ready for Detroit. Just cancel it this, this Monday. I'm, I'm kidding with you. But happy Victory Monday, y'all. Love Lord, you guys. Appreciate you, man. That's a good point, Sanchez. We love you too, man. I appreciate I, I, it. I know I, I get a little defensive. I, it, like, the crowd was awesome yesterday. I, again, I have no idea what the upper deck looked like. I can't see it from any perspective. I, I heard it was pretty sparse. Is I guess the way it was described, Pete. I'm I'm telling you again. It, like I know I did take a picture of the opponent sideline with about mm, maybe a minute, like maybe like right after the Jahan Dotson second touchdown, and there were certainly gaps of seats. But throughout the game, 
the entire lower bowl outside of very select seats was very filled. I mean, filled completely almost, uh, I would say 98, 99%. And again, I would just say extremely passionate and enthused. We talk about the apathy in this fan base. We talk about the apathy and and the venom and, and all this stuff. Well, when it's look, I again, I don't know how many exact seats there are in the lower deck, but there was 25, 30,000 people that I saw all day long that were loud, proud, enthusiastic, loved this team, were fighting with this team, living and dying with every snap like all of us were. So kudos to the commander fan base. However many of them are left and and are, you were you made a difference before the game, during the game, throughout the game, and after the game. Let's go to line two. Steve's in Columbia. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, hey I just want to say uh, I, I'm I'm okay with the with the victory. I'm actually a little bit happy, um, and I think uh, I want to give a shout out to the Commanders fans who showed up. They actually did make a lot of noise. And I want to give also shout-outs to Deron Payne, uh, Dehan, Dehan Dotson, Jahan. and uh, Derek Forrest. <laughs> okay. And my only concern, Chris, this is for you, mm-hmm. is on the defensive side of the ball, what, what is it going to take for Del Rio's defense to be consistent mm-hmm. in putting pressure on the quarterback, mm-hmm. stopping the run, and coverage. Uh, I think All that's in great. One game. I Can think they that's do that great. In one game. Yeah, I think that's a great question, and it's it's probably an area that we need more time than we you know perhaps have today. But quickly, I'll just analyze it like this, Pete. I thought their pass rush. Uh, was great early, great late. I thought it dipped kind of like the offense did for a long stretch of the second quarter. Third quarter, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars made some adjustments. They were playing quick game, getting the ball out. Certainly that contributes to a lack of pass rush, but clearly they they were missing something during the middle part of that game, but they found it. And the run defense, I continue to be worried about. How many times have we talked about all this offseason, I've been making fun of the number nerds who all sit here and go, ah, number seven DVOA, shove it up your you-know-what DVOA. Get lost. Nobody ran on them last year because everybody could pass on them, and they weren't that good even when they ran on them. And they were terrible again yesterday when – when the Jaguars tried to run the ball uh, on 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 the Washington Commanders, just as we kind of thought all throughout the offseason, they would improve in coverage. They would improve in pass rush. They would improve in third down. They would not be great against the run. And the Jaguars yesterday just pulling up the numbers, 18 for 123, a 6'8 average. Now, one of those was a big 27-yard run, obviously, from, James, uh, from uh, Etienne, I think it was, or maybe it was Robinson. And then Robinson had the 11-yard touchdown run right after the turn. So, I mean, I understand the numbers are inflated it a little bit Pete this is a concern this is going to be a concern against the schedule that they have we talked about it all offseason long but I thought the coverage in general yesterday was better um, than it certainly it was to start out last year uh, and, and and I thought there were some good things from this defense just not enough Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. let's go to line seven and get our guy Derek in here what's up Derek Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, Before I get to the game, because I did go, remember last week when I called and told you about the issue um, that I was having and asked to be comp for the first game and they wouldn't do it? Yes. So check this out. I saw a ticket rep in the hallway, um, and I asked asked one of them the same question. So now all of a sudden they would comp me for the Eagles game. That a boy. I didn't do it yet. That's good. I didn't but do that's it yet but because it's good though. That's good that they were that that the ticket rep was at least willing to have the conversation yep. and make it right for yep. you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because we we felt we felt bad for your situation and you know, we we I, I remember we talked about it a little bit afterwards. Um you know, I, we we want everyone to be just treated fairly, and so that they want to go to the games. Again, I can't do anything about costs. We can advocate, but um, you know, right. ultimately, we want you guys to go to the games, uh, not to help support Dan Snyder or the or whatever, but to help support the players and to get FedEx Field to be a place where there is a legitimate home field advantage. And at times yesterday, I think there was a legitimate home field advantage. Absolutely. And just one more thing. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it because I want to take the time because I do want to talk about the game experience. 
I have dietary restrictions, which they solved last year, but the way that they solved it is not there this year. And I don't know what's mm-hmm. up with that. And I talked to someone about that. I've okay. even sent Jason Wright an email. I'm um, yes. hoping to get a response on that. Yes. Um, but anyway, now the actual game itself, that was the loudest I felt that stadium in a long time, a very long time. Um, as far as Carson Wentz, I had some doubts going into it. Um, to me, uh, you you can see what's really in a good football player. What do they do after they make a mistake? And Carson Wentz bounced right back. Now, as far as the defense, I'm very concerned about stopping the run um, with our linebackers. And I don't mind if people throw on us, but what I do mind is wide open missed assignments. That has to get cleaned up because clearly Detroit can score points. So they're going to be trying to throw on us and run on us. And then we have the Eagles right after that, which is the number one run offense in the league. Um, but that's my take. I enjoyed myself yesterday. I do want to be a season ticket holder. So if someone is listening, and uh, appreciate you all taking my call. Yeah, appreciate Thanks. it. Derek, as always, appreciate you, man. You, um, you, you saw more of this game than I did, so I'm going to ask you. I, obviously, Detroit scored a couple of late touchdowns when the game was 38-21, a couple of late touchdowns, which makes it look a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that Detroit is an offense that you have to fear? Yes. Swift, you have to fear. Okay. Well, Swift. Right, him individually, yes, but as a unit, without, especially without Jamison Williams, because he's not going to play next week, is it a unit that yeah, you have to yes, fear? Yes, because Swift is okay. a dangerous enough weapon that if you're not stopping it, it can open things up okay. for golf to at least do Saint some Brown damage. And I mean, St. Brown was fantastic. Yeah. Hawkinson's a very capable tight mm-hmm. end. So, yes, the thing about it is, is – you can – I mean, look, Philadelphia, I thought, dictated very nicely to the Detroit defense yesterday. Washington's going to be able to do that if they go in there with maturity, focus. They'll be able to dictate to Detroit. Detroit did not impress me at all defensively. So, Washington's going to be able to walk the dog defensively. The question is, what do they do with DeAndre Swift? Mm-hmm. Remember, they've also got Williams as well. So, mm-hmm. they got two guys that are very effective in an area – that Washington has been very inconsistent in in terms of stopping the run. Swift is a home run hitter. Right. He's right. a guy that can hit a home run every time he touches the football. And right now, your linebackers are having trouble running with guys like that. So, yes, you must respect what Detroit brings to the table. Would you say next Sunday is going to be an orgy in the end zone? Uh, that's what Robert said when he was last time he was in Michigan. Mm. So. Hopefully for hopefully for Washington. I mean, Ann Arbor's not that far away from no, Ford Field. Hopefully for Washington, mm. it's an orgy in the end zone mm. with a lot of touchdowns next week and a 2-0 record uh, after uh, the Detroit Lions game next Sunday. And what do you know, guys? It's an orgy in the end zone. That's what we're looking for, Bob. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. You know, we want Carson Wentz to be running down the field excitedly to hug Terry <laughs> McLaurin, know, Jahan Dotson. <laughs> I love Sorry. it. Did you hear him on the junkies this morning? I did. He had, he had some sort of sexual entendre uh, thing about I don't know, somebody touching something that she shouldn't have or whatever. It was just I, we got to find it. Look, I mean, Bobby Mark Three Jones, Sticks is getting a little uh, a little uh, risque in his older. If Mark life. Jones ever gets sick and can't do a game, uh-huh. somebody tell the folks at ESPN I will sit alongside Robert. Uh, and do that game. Is he still doing the college uh, stuff this year yeah. along with the NFL? Oh, yeah. he, was, night? he was in Provo oh, uh, was Saturday night. Okay. I was up till 20 after 2 in the morning oh God. watching BYU and Baylor uh, in that contest. Great football game Saturday night. Yeah, I could never do that. Jaron Hall. I, I was in bed by 11. Jaron Hall, Saturday. remember the name, young fella from BYU, slinging it all around the field and showing some leadership when his kicker, normally reliable, missed two field goals late. Uh, Hugged him and hugged him and never let him go for like two minutes. I mean, kicker is balling. Was was he good with Baylor being the team that he was doing the game? Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. R- right. I mean, yeah. it wasn't yeah, like no overly. Idea. Yeah, no, you had no okay. idea. 
No idea. Didn't say I when I he was he you know when I was at Baylor I didn't know nothing. He was fantastic. Uh, I think Robert. I think Robert's a home run, uh, media wise. I think he really is. And I know he, uh, he's hoping at some point maybe he can you know scramble back to the league for one more paycheck. But dude, just keep wearing the suits, looking good on TV, and knocking it out of the park. Because I think Robert's doing a fantastic job on TV. You guys are doing a fantastic job on the phones. We'll get to more of your information next. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. It's a victory Monday. Washington over the Jaguars, 28-22. The big fellow tells us what's trending. All right, away we go. Ron Rivera already meeting with the media over at Command Central in Ashburn. And uh, some injury updates, of course. Jonathan Allen, Fedarian Mathis, and Wes Schweitzer. Uh, Schweitzer dealing with a hamstring. Mathis, of course, the knee. And Allen with a groan. All scheduled to have MRIs today. Uh, Rivera, according to our own Ben Standig, doesn't believe Allen's injury is serious, but wants to make sure. Of course, the big concern is Mathis uh, in terms of his knee. Uh, That did not, of course, look good. As the Commanders are now one and zero on this victory Monday, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars twenty-eight to twenty-two. If you missed former head coach Jay Gruden's thoughts with us, he'll be with us each and every Monday for Touchdown at ten. Uh, go back right now and hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team Nine Eighty. Jay broke it down with us, and we'll continue to take your calls and get your reaction as the Commanders head to Detroit, who dropped to. Uh, 0-1 yesterday by losing to the Philadelphia Eagles despite the late-game comeback. Again, the Eagles now 1-0, the Giants 1-0, the Cowboys 0-1, and Dak Prescott going to miss at least around the next six to eight weeks with thumb surgery scheduled for later on today, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get with us. Talking Washington, whatever Jacksonville, Detroit up next. Lions fell to the Eagles in a final score that was not as close as the game would indicate. Thirty eight thirty five. Detroit went to the makeup stand for a little cosmetology late with a couple of scores. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. We go to line three. Jeff is in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, guys? Congrats to the Commanders for the big win yesterday. Woohoo! One and zero. Well, you know, starting with the horrifically officiated Alabama-Texas game Saturday at noon through last night, it was a great weekend of football, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Our game was at 3.30. And, uh, so Joe and I were watching yeah, I, that, and there were a lot of things that were weird about that game. Um, but I do give Texas a lot of credit. Sark's got them looking like a much better product, but in the end – uh, Nick's kids found a way to win because they had Bryce Young, and Bryce Young in the clutch uh, is still phenomenal. So that that they they end Alabama, up pulling it out. 
Alabama football and Duke basketball, two things you can always count on. So, um, and on the Bengals, nobody should be worried about Joe Burrow. He'll, he'll be ready to go next week. The uh, the beat reporter said yesterday the locker room was almost completely empty. He had taken his shell off because he had to do a press conference, and he was sitting in front of his locker unshowered an hour after the game was over. So he'll, he'll be ready to go on Sunday. There was some bad coaching. You know, you can't bank on losing your long snapper in the middle of the game. Um, just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and they still almost won. So um, That's the staggering thing about it, to be honest with you. We had 32 first downs in that game and lost. So, um, you know, Jamar is Jamar. Joe will be Joe. Uh, there's going to need to be an answer found for Micah Parsons based on what that D-line for Pittsburgh did yesterday. But um, at, nobody should be too worried about Joe Burrow. I, I would be guessing he'll bounce back next week. And, uh, you know, it, it, from what I saw, it looked like the Lions were a little bit feisty. I, I know you're right. There's little cosmetology at the end of the game. But should be an interesting game for the Commanders next Sunday, too, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to find a way to uh, stop DeAndre Swift. Coaches tell you all the time, got to stop the run. Uh, whether a team really runs or not, they'll tell you. The first thing you got to do is stop the run. So uh, they've got to make sure that Swift is not a one-man band uh, and hits home runs against them. Because when guys hit explosive no. plays, it changes the game quickly. No, it, it's good to hear the caller stay with some optimism and some forward-lookingness. And uh, I was following along on the scoreboard at Paycor yesterday, so I couldn't really tell what was going on, and I knew it was close at the end. So... Um, I think on the plane back tonight, I'll maybe watch the condensed version of the Bengals game and the Commanders game at the same time and uh, get caught up a little bit. Jeff, appreciate it, pal. Thank you, Jeff. Glad you had fun. Appreciate it. Let's go to Mark in Landover. What's up, Mark? Hey, Pete, what's happening? Hey, man. What's What's going on, bud? Hey, guys. Happy about the win. Both you guys' predictions came true. Oh, 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 oh. So my hat's off to you, but I think there's some reservations about that 6.8. And I will tell you that I think uh, Dan Campbell is going to pick up on that, and they better be able to play some defense. Old Jack's going to be put on the hot seat again, fellas. I I mean, that is a major concern. It it already was a concern, but I think yesterday, again, was a complete reversal – Uh, Not a complete reversal, but a reversal of what everyone fretted about, right? Everyone fretted about the third down. They were awesome on third down last year. Uh, Yesterday, 3 of 12, holding Jacksonville. We've already highlighted Deron Payne's impact on third down. But the pass coverage, it wasn't great, right? I mean, nobody should define yesterday as being great in pass coverage. It was good at times. It was bad at times. I mean, guys are going to get open. That's what they do. Uh, Clearly, it's an offensive passing league. But I would say Derek Forrest was great in both coverage and, uh, you know, dropping down and making and making imp- impact plays and the two-point conversion and the one along the back line of the end zone. But I, I would say, again, the run defense, which is something that we have been worried about all offseason and trying to stress to people that they'll probably make improvements on third down, probably make improvements in communication and the secondary, but that's going to f- open the floodgates a little bit for the run defense. That is, I mean, I'm paranoid now going in against against DeAndre Swift and against the kind of schedule that they have. So uh, Jack's got to figure it out and the team and Jamin Davis. That far off, Chris. I don't, I don't think you're that far off at all, Chris, just like you guys with your predictions. Oh, uh, they're really going to have to, you know, their weaknesses are going to really be exploited and man, uh, they really, really need to firm their position on the field, on their defense. If you, you're right about what you said with the coverage, you notice those guys are still too far off. If you play in a zone, I don't care if it's football or basketball. You're when somebody comes in there, someone has to pick him up and cover him. You just can't stand there in a hole like my dad used to say. Yeah. That won't work. Hey man, Pete, Chris, have a good day, fellas, and hail to the burgundy and gold, fellas. Hail to, <laughs> hail to something. Pre- appreciate it. We pal. might have hail in the weather this afternoon, oh, so it's yeah. kind of appropriate. Uh, you know, after we sang hail to whatever we were singing yesterday. They're saying, like, between 2 and midnight, like, heavy downpours yeah. and whatever. So if you've got driving around to do, get it, get her done before right. uh, 2 o'clock, I guess. And if, you're field, if your daughter's playing field hockey and softball Ooh. today, uh, you're, you're kind of, sometimes you're kind of hoping for that kind of weather to get a little bit of a break. Let's go to Danny in Rockville. What's up, Danny? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Pete. Sorry hey, I Danny. missed you yesterday, Chris. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, sure. you know, I'm on that side of the field. We're in the visitor side, so um, there were a lot. I was surprised how many uh, Jacksonville fans were there yesterday. Um, there were a bunch, but I was uh, even more surprised how many of uh, the Commander fans and how many uh, people are now uh, putting on the new gear. And uh, I thought it was electric. Uh, I thought there was a lot of energy from the time the stadium gates open until the game was over. And, uh, you know, Carson had those little turnovers um, early in the fourth, but uh, he was able to bounce back. And, uh, you know, we got the win. It was a victory Monday. Danny, Danny, appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. You know, look, first of all, first of all, the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area is one of the more transient areas in the United States of America. Ironically, it's the capital, as my daughter asked me the other day, and it was a very poignant question. Ironically, Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States, and it's not a state. But either way, I, I digress. This is one of the more transient areas. We should never, ever be surprised when opposing jerseys show up in your stadium. It happens everywhere, but it certainly happens even more here because of how many people transition through this metropolitan area. But the bigger thing was there were more Commanders fans yesterday than there were last year. That's the thing. And if you play an exciting brand of football and you win, there might be more Commanders fans here when Philadelphia comes in. And instead of seeing as much green and black and silver and white as you do when Philadelphia comes to town, that's what they're building for. If they're 2-0, and they're 2-0, and there's more people likely to be in commanders jerseys and commanders shirts, you know. I mean, you know that's, what they want to do, what right? They're hoping for they want to. Oh, wrong, <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> See, Matt had look. Matt had his right. You showed us the other side. Okay, so I was like, Bank "That's of like, America." What? That's like you me know? screwing up a ba- an adage. That's exactly right. When you screw up cliches and a cliche, Russell can't even open this sign that says, there you go, man. "Take command." I wish people. I wish we actually had video around here. You know, like and and like we're in 2022 instead here, of. Uh, hold on, let me take a picture of that. That way they yes. know. Yes. That way they know This you're, is for you, Joe Maloney. Yeah, there you go. Jason Wright. 230-0980. Final hour of the show is coming up next. We're going around the league and uh, taking a look at uh, some of the key injuries, and one of them directly affects the fortunes of the Washington football team. We'll talk about it next right here on the Team 980. It's streaming live for free. Download it now if you haven't already, the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.